Welcome to another edition of the Monty's Men podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lowe, with my co-host, Eddie, up in Toronto, Canada. Man, we woke up early. We woke up early to watch this match. We should get, like, a scarf or something from the team for their dedication. I don't know. Something. (laughs) Hey, we got to win. I guess that's good enough, right? We got to win. That's good enough, yes. Clean sheet again, yeah. Clean sheet, Bono got some saves. We got goals by somebody other than Nazri this this week. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was your typical tough away match um, in La Liga. Uh, Iparua, not normally a easy place to go, especially for us. Um, we've had our issues in the past over there, um, but we got the job done. It wasn't easy at all. Um, Abad came to play today, especially Brian Hill, who who was looked really sharp against Navas there um, from the get-go. He was giving him trouble and playing the ball early. Um, really good decision-making by Brian Hill. It was nice to see him play. A little scary, which was a good and a bad thing. But um, uh, he's, uh, he, he showed himself, uh, um, he represented himself well today. Um, I was really proud of Brian. I think the really the only threat from Apod that uh, really threatened us it, it was coming from Brian, but we managed it well. Uh, the high press we found success with the long ball, which saw a lot of a lot of chances coming on the counter. But uh, it was it was very difficult to exit our half, but the long ball worked for us uh, more than anything. Yeah, Ibar played pretty well today. I mean, not a lot of attacking threat for them, and some a few defensive lapses that kind of cost them in the end but really good game finished even on possession Ibar had 17 shots six on target Uh, we had seven shots four on target can I I kind of tell you about the game a little bit so yes the game starts uh, typical lineup pretty much no real changes we had novice back in the match you know after his injury uh uh, a few days ago, <laughs> that guy's got some either serious drugs or chamber or whatever the heck it is, man. That guy just continues to kick some butt and just, I mean, his recovery time is unbelievable. I don't know how he does it. I wish yeah. I could do that. I have, a, I have a bottle of wine and I'm out for two days. <laughs> I mean, I think once I see Navas walking on his own, a little bit pissed off at getting subbed off. Um, when he went down last game, I, I figured he was going to start this game because you know how he gets. So I guess it wasn't that serious and he was able to play today. Um, he did get subbed off at halftime, but um, unfortunately it wasn't uh, positive on the other side, uh, the other flank, and Aquino uh, went down seven minutes in. And yep. it's yeah, that's never good to see her with uh, the other backup left back already. Uh, just recovering now, but um, both left backs are out currently, and having Reikic play left back is going to limit us uh, attacking wise. So it wasn't really nice to see that uh, at the beginning of the game. But we were playing well uh, heading into this game, so it was a, a welcome challenge. If, uh, I might, I might say. Um, I think uh, Susil becoming more of a reference point now helped us. Um, in our attacks going forward, we weren't really lost at sea when uh, we were looking to go forward. But um, I, I wouldn't say, it, I mean, it, it definitely had a different look to our attack. I mean, Derek is not Acuna 
Uh, Okuna is amazing heading on the left flank. Rekic is a center back, let's be fair. Um, but I mean, I think we still managed well with uh, Rekic uh, deputizing there. Yeah, Rekic did well, uh, you know, in, in defense. I mean, he's playing out of position. He, I don't know how he ended up without a yellow card because he had a ton of fouls in that game and just i don't know if he if he slipped the ref some money prior or what but i mean no yellow cards but he man just uh yeah he's he's serviceable over there and and he actually has times and moments when he's in defense where you could tell that he would be a really good center back if we could see him uh in that position very strong has some feel you know footwork that he could play out of the back so you could tell why much he liked him and wanted to incorporate him. It's a shame that we haven't seen him in that natural position, but I think he's going to be a, a decent player for us uh, if he gets a chance. Um, speaking of filling in, uh, one no change to the prior lineup, but but Diego Carlos still out with COVID. Sergio uh, Gomez gets the uh, the start. Uh, start. I said Sergio Sergio Gomez uh, gets the start um, again at center back and played really well today. I thought he was excellent. The game, the continued games from him um, has been helping him, um, has been helping his rhythm and developing that understanding with Kunde at the back. Kunde always solid. Um, did have a, a slip up here and there, but um, I guess the more games you play, the, the better it is for, uh, for your rhythm. And I don't know, maybe we could try that with Vidal sometimes, but um, uh, impressed with Sergio Gomez today. Um, I didn't really, it was seeing the lineup out of the game I wasn't really concerned because he's he, he played well in his last outing so uh, a good yeah a good shout there uh, Sergio Gomez had a, a decent game yep so in the the midfield we had uh, Torres and, and Jordan paired up today instead of the Rakitic Jordan lineup so I, I know a lot of people including Jim on the forums was excited to see that that pairing uh, and then our attacking trident up there at the front was the same so yeah Acuna goes off seven minute and then uh, you know, Ibar taking it too is most of the little first part of the game. I mean, just high press, high press, high press. That's their their style. Um, we kind of survived it. Uh, come we come down and um, uh, through ball for Yen, and he kind of um, this is like the twentieth minute. He he gets a touch on the ball, uh, but it kind of goes up a little bit, and Dimitriev. I don't know if I said that right. Dimitriev, I can't say his name. Anyway, you can help me out with that one. Um, the keeper for Ibar comes out, two-hand punches it away, just knocks you into the ground. Uh, ref calls a penalty there. Um, it, at the first, I'm like, yeah, penalty, great. Look look legit. Everything's fine. Bar gets involved, says, hey, no. You know, he got the ball first, and they, you know, the ref goes over, takes a peek, agrees with Bar. But man, goalkeepers get away with everything. Because if that was a defender, right? Even though the defender might have got the ball, if he still crashes into the player, knocks him out of the, out of the play, especially if you're wearing a Real Madrid or a Barcelona jersey, you're going to get a penalty there. So the keepers get a little, get away with a lot, man. But anyway, so it waved off, no penalty. We go play on. What was it? Eight minutes later, we get just two minutes later. Yeah. Was it two minutes? Yeah. Just um, two minutes later. I might have my times on my notes off, but I thought it was like eight. But it wasn't much longer. Uh, ref 
second mistake, right? He, he, he looks at this. So, so, uh, we lose the ball. Uh, their defender, I, I don't remember which defender it was that had the ball there right at the, in their box. Um, Yen comes and takes the ball away from him. Just really heads up play by an Ezri there. He um, steals the ball. Uh, the guy kind of makes a, a really, I don't know if he was trying to kick the ball or what. He ends up kicking Yen's knee. The ref looks at it. Thinks about calling it. Everybody could tell that he was wanted to call it again, but I think he's thinking in his head, I've already screwed up that one penalty. I don't want to look bad again, but he ends up looking bad because Vark says, hey, that was a penalty, dude. So he goes and looks at it, sees that it's a penalty, gives it to him, Accomplice lines up, Sevilla goes up one nothing. Uh, great great penalty by Accomplice there, too, because uh, you could tell he waited till Dimitri uh, makes his move and then hits it in the back of the net. You know, he, he put it to the right there after the keeper dove. So really good penalty. Uh, I think it's his fourth of the year, fourth goal in the year, I think, for Campos. And um, Sabia goes up one nothing. His fourth and I think his third penalty. Um, but, um, yeah, like I mentioned, the, the long ball was working. The, the play leading up to that was a long ball to uh, Anistri and finding Suso there on the right try to play it back to him, and then it kind of, that's where the fumble kind of happened between the defender and him stealing it back. But yes, if, uh, I mean, uh, Inistri's, uh, his pressing his pressing game is always on point and always uh, always a predator uh, out front. It's like a one-man uh, pressing machine. But um, but yes, the, I feel like the, the referee was was just waiting for the VAR call. I, I think he knew that there was something. Um, so he was just relying on the VAR to to look at it in the meantime, and then they actually uh, uh, gave him the call to halt the game and then to check it. Um, so I wasn't surprised. And once you see the replay, it's kind of clear anyway. Um, it's so clear. Just... I know, but, but you're a ref. You see it. He saw it. So why not make the call there? And then if it wasn't, if something you missed, VAR supposed to be there to, to catch things that you missed. If you saw it, call it. And then if it's wrong, they'll overturn it. You you could tell he wanted to do it. Like his body language said it. He wanted to call a penalty, but he was afraid at that moment. You can't be afraid. And we've seen this with this ref before. I forgot his name, Hernandez or something. I don't know. But I, I, every time he, he he's a, a, a ref for our match, I just pull my hair out because he's so inconsistent on his decisions. Um, man, just – Oh, I hate I hate indecisiveness as a ref. Like you've got to be decisive. If you see something, call it. If you're wrong, they'll overturn it. But man, don't come in here expecting VAR to be your savior, right? Like that's not what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be to correct your mistakes if there are. Do your job, make the call on the field, and let's go. Like, come on. Anyway, one nothing. We're up. Takes us pretty much to halftime. I don't remember anything else happening. I don't know if that's because it's so early. I don't have a lot of notes on the game because I tell you, it was hard to wake up this morning. <laughs> uh, well, we had uh, Bidal replace Navas uh, straight off to, uh, to start uh, the second half. Um, a good thing, I guess, because we didn't want another fullback going down. Uh, kind of similar to, to midweek once uh, Navas got injured, Acuna went off. Uh, immediately. Um, but uh, we got a goal from midfield this time. Um, it wasn't Rakitic um, like in midweek, but um, uh, Jordan finally getting a goal from open play um, against his old uh, his old team. Uh, no celebration from him. 
Um, but I guess it, it was coming for Jordan. I feel like he really needed this goal. He was having a decent game as well. I really liked uh, the way he moved in midfield. Um, you know, breaking out of uh, breaking out of traps and advancing play, and some good coordination between him and the uh, and the forward players Suso and, and Oliver. Um, I feel like Jordan really moves uh, the ball quickly and adjusts to the uh, the tempo of the team. But um, really uh, impressed with him getting the goal there with uh, a near post cross from Vidal. Um, just, I guess, showing that he deserves some more playing time. Um, I think he has been decent whenever he has featured and he does have pace himself. So um, he'll definitely get into space whenever we're on the break, especially in this game where we're getting a lot of counters, but not many chances generated uh, generated from uh, those counters. Uh, I guess just lacking the final ball in, in a lot of those instances. Um, but uh, I guess Vidal making a good case for himself to perhaps get the start um, uh, this time against uh, Almeria, one of his former clubs, uh, midweek in the Copa. Um, I'm guessing we should rest Navas this time. Um, I guess it doesn't matter that it's a second division team, that it's um, just the Copa del Rey. Yes, it is the quarterfinal. Um, yes, it's an Andalusian derby. But, I mean, we already lost one fullback. I, I, I think... We should take that as a warning. I mean, Navas, will he take that as a warning himself? Because that depends on him. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what Lope decides. Let's be honest, too. I mean, Vidal coming in at halftime really changed the game for Sevilla because Vidal kind of shut down uh, Brian in that second half. Like, uh, Brian Hill did not have as good of a time in the second half as he did in the first, first half. He... You know, he did create a couple of chances there late in the in the game, but between halftime and say I don't know seventy fifth minute, nothing really was coming from from Brian. So uh, Vidal really helped out there. I think um, I think Brian kind of knew that Novice was not hundred percent and was taking it to him even more than than usual there. So I believe that the Vidal actually probably saved us uh, from giving up a goal in this game when he came on. So and and that that play that that, that goal. You know, came into 55th minute. It was kind of a Jordan Suso Vidal kind of interchange there. Vidal takes it to the baseline, crosses it in, a low cross. Really pretty goal by Jordan to get that over uh, uh, the keeper there. Mira que va a pagar el Sevilla. Suso en la frontal dentro del área para Alex Vidal. Jordan. Joan, en el 55 de partido, aparece cerca de la frontal Suso para inventar, la deja la incorporación del ex Vidal, dentro de la línea de fondo, y viene que viene Jordán el primer palo, abajo va el catalán ante la salida de Dimitrovic, que no puede con Joan, supera por encima a Dimitrovic, marca Jordán, marca el Sevilla, 55 ni prueba, Eibar 0, Sevilla, Sevilla 2. That's about it. I mean, the second half was really boring. <laughs> uh, we were holding oh, it down, man. doing our you know usual defense. Uh, Dimitrov goes off at um, uh, I don't remember what minute that was. I was 
65th, 70th minute, something. He has to get subbed out. Something's going on with his knee, so hopefully he's okay. Um, man, that guy's played every minute for Ibar this year. It didn't, it didn't look good, um, especially when, when you see that it's a knee injury. Uh, I guess you kind of fear the worst. Um, in those situations, um, saying that there's, there's talks – um, it has not been official, I don't think, but it's it's talks that's leaning towards him um, coming here in the summer. Um, there's possibilities of him coming in January, I'm not sure, but um, seeing that Vashlik had issues uh, with his knee and then who knows how this is going to affect Dimitrovic going forward, um, it's kind of worrying um, that this we might have the same situation if that's to become our backup goalkeeper um, for next season. So yeah. I guess that's something we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on. Yeah, something you never want to see is a knee injury to a football player. So it looked like maybe an uh, interior ligament there, or not an interior, but an MCL kind of, you know, outside of the knees, which is not as uh, bad of an injury. So, so let's hope that, it, that he, he's uh, okay uh, and recovers nicely. Good, you know, good player. And he seems like a good guy too. And you can tell all the other team uh you know, the Sevilla players were coming up to him before the match and saying hi and stuff. So it seems like there's, uh, there's some respect for that player already. Um, Rakitic came on for Torres around the 70th minute. Munir and Diego Carlos, uh, welcome back. Diego Carlos, back from his COVID uh, stint there of quarantining. Um, so Munir came on for Suso and uh, Carlos uh, subbed off uh, Sergi. Uh, Gomez there and kind of you know, ran the ran the game out there. Nothing, nothing really else happened. Uh, I can't think of much possession even for this game. Uh, one thing that did strike me on the stats was Sevilla dominated in the air, winning twenty three or sorry twenty six of forty three aerial duels. And Ezri won a ton of those. Uh, even in the midfield, we were winning headers. Just a lot of aerial duels we were winning. Uh, and then Sevilla, 21 tackles. Very defensive game from Sevilla today. A little different than what we saw midweek, but, I mean, a win's a win, man. Something that stuck out with me on Twitter, 12 wins, two draws, and a single loss in the last 15 games for Sevilla. And what a heck of a run we're on right now. It's That's why I always mention the, uh, the Atletico game. It makes it seem like, I mean, that coupled in with some performances that probably weren't up to par but um i guess the atletico kind of makes it seem like we didn't have that great of a run but when you look at the uh uh from a bigger from a different point of view you look at the the big picture here this team is is performing pretty well um as lopetegui has been in in the last season and a half um so it's, it's a good run and it's it's we're playing beatable teams here, so having these wins shouldn't be surprising. Um, and this run of form, I'm, I'm glad that we came out of that uh, that kind of crunch period against those top top half teams um, with uh, most of the points there. I guess we still have to make uh, forward uh, progress. I guess we still have to make progress when we're facing like uh, the big three. Obviously, we have yet to win. Um, against uh, either of them under Lopetegui. So I guess that's just the next step. But it's the same old Sevilla with, you know, solid defense. And I guess we're adding a little bit more in terms of our attacking play, actually generating chances now. We're not just 
having opportunities to go forward and nothing materializing. We're actually, you know, at least we're finishing moves and not just losing the ball at an opportune um, areas. But I mean, that's still happening, but we're getting chances now. And that definitely wasn't happening a month ago. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see our our latest addition. Uh, Mr. Gomez did not make the the game today. Uh, probably would have if we didn't have to use subs on Navas and Acuna, but just kind of put put a a little bummer on on Lopetegui's strategy, you know, with the injuries. So hopefully, we see him on Tuesday. I think everybody's ready to to do the to the do the dance with him, man. Everybody's ready to do the dance. I'm not. I'm not. Um, Eddie said he's going to do it. If he scores a hat trick for Sevilla, he's going to do it. That's a bet. In all honesty, <laughs> I mean, it, it's cool. It's cool. It's it's some lighthearted stuff. Um, it, it's all good. But, like, I hate that dance. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be, like, a, a, a Debbie Downer kind of thing. But, like, that, that dance is annoying to me. But that's just me. I think but, it's funny. And... As a white guy, I kind of appreciate it because that's about all I can do. I don't have any skills dancing, so <laughs> I could probably pull that one off and look somewhat not stupid. <laughs> anyway, I'm not doing it either, but <laughs> if he scores a hat trick, we'll all do yeah. it. He's got some rhythm, which I could appreciate. It's just like that dance move itself. I, like It's been played out. I'm tired of seeing it, man. <laughs> like one last one last go around is is cool, uh, but o- overall I'm just happy that we have Papu Gomez in his team. We don't need to, don't need to rush him. I guess uh, I guess today wasn't really the the, the time for him. Um, but yeah, we got the Copa midweek. We have Hetafe next week um, at home. Um, so there's definitely uh, I guess more chances for him to to to, to feature and get his debut. Um, definitely. So. Uh... Almeria on Tuesday, Sevilla travels there. Uh, that's at 3 p.m. on Tuesday Eastern time, so 9 p.m. Sevilla time. And then we're back at home uh, in the league on Saturday against Getafe at 3 p.m. again, 9 p.m. Sevilla time. Uh, yeah, man, some good stuff. Uh, Sevilla women came back to uh, tie center Teresa today. They got down one nothing kind of early. And then uh, Zenitha Coleman uh, with the 62nd-minute goal to tie it, and that's how it finished out. She's good, man. I don't know if you've seen her play. I, I saw her a few minutes, um, a game I got to watch a few weeks ago. And she's got some speed and talent there on the wing, so good to see her on the scoreboard. Uh, they got Ibar coming up on Sunday the 7th. I don't know the time of that. That hasn't been announced, so it's probably early. They all seem to be, like, super early. Nobody can watch those. Uh, and then we got uh, Sevilla Atletico's back on tomorrow, 5.30 a.m. I have no idea who they play. I didn't write that down like a dummy. Anyway, so they play tomorrow. I don't know who they play, but you guys will you have Google and figure it out. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, Sevilla Atletico, they play uh, uh, Murcia. Ah, that's Murcia. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. That's right. Early tomorrow morning, um, 11.30 uh, Spanish time. 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, Eddie said he's going to watch it. He said he's getting up early to watch that one. Yeah. All right. We, we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> uh, man, um, 5.30 a.m., uh, that might be tough. I tried to make an effort to watch the women's game this morning, um, but I seen pain 
uh, Coleman and Pina on the bench. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch a game this early. I at least want to see those players get to start. So yeah. maybe maybe a, a different game I'll, I'll, I'll get to watch. Kind of try to assess uh, how the women are doing. Um, it's it's a bit of a gap between them and the, the top seven. Uh, but it's it's very competitive up there. I, I guess this next run of games that they have, I guess we'll we'll see how much closer they can get. But they're definitely doing better than much better than last season. So this next run of games, we'll see how much how much of the gap they could close down. Um, I don't think there's anybody catching Barcelona up there. Just for the people that don't know, they played 12 games and they've won 12 games. 69 goals scored, two conceded. I mean, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't scream excellence. I don't know what does, but I think uh, Barcelona women are running with it. But um, hopefully uh, Sevilla women could close that gap, uh, as well as Sevilla Atletico. I guess they're, they're not really in, in danger in those relegation spots, but uh, hopefully they could sneak into the top spots, maybe move on to the Segunda. Still a long shot, but I mean, no considering that's what Sevilla does. Exactly. Until next week, follow us, Sevilla. Baila con el papu.